everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. According to Deloitte's 2022 Media and Entertainment Industry Outlook Report, in 2021, the media and entertainment industry saw continued changes from technological progress, evolving generational behaviors, and ongoing impacts from the global pandemic. Amid recurring COVID-19 surges, people sought more media and entertainment at home while often avoiding larger in-person events. Digital media engagement even remained strong over the healthier summer, evidence that the pandemic has only accelerated pre-existing trends toward the digital world. Making note of the fast-paced and continuous evolution in this industry that we can expect, Deloitte's report also points out that broader socioeconomic dynamics appear to be converging with technology and amplifying change. Exampling these reported industry trends, today's guest believes every project she takes on should serve, entertain, and inspire audiences. With her desire to inform, empower, educate, and all people, she is a conversationalist to the core. Her latest creative success, her podcast titled Just a Thought, is blossoming into a safe space for game changers and tastemakers to share their opinions on hot topics and what's happening in the world around us. A Chicago native with a brand representative of versatility, here with us to discuss her multifaceted work in the media space, current events, and to share with us some details regarding her latest projects, we have media personality and super producer, Ms. Sheree Nicole. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Sheree Nicole, how you doing today? I'm great, Ramses. Thank you for that introduction. That was uh, so nice. <laughs> it's, it's very easy to do when someone is as accomplished as you are. Um, so for uh, the folks who might just now be uh, becoming familiar with you and your brand and everything that you've been um, working on, let's give yeah. them a little bit of background. Uh, you know, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, sort of your upbringing, everything that led you to sort of where you are now. Yeah, interestingly enough, I've been an athlete most of my life. So mm-hmm. played basketball, started playing at eight years old and uh, played all the way through college, was a division one athlete. And interestingly enough, you know, from a very young age, I was fascinated with television, fascinated. And I didn't realize that fascination would actually lead to something later in life. I didn't even identify it as a passion. I just knew I loved watching television, but mm-hmm. I also knew I loved basketball. 
And for anybody that's listening that has been an elite athlete, if you're a parent of an elite athlete, you understand that sports dominates that child's life. It's hard for it not to. So then for me, basketball became my identity. And so as I moved through the ranks in high school, got a scholarship um, to the University of Wisconsin, and that was my focus. Again, not even paying attention to the fact that I was an amazing writer and still love television, just ignoring my other passions and potential other interests completely. And so when I got to college, it was around my the end of my freshman year, um, going into my sophomore year, where I just became very disillusioned with the basketball program that I was a part of, um, which ultimately led to me going through what I now know is a depression. And mm-hmm. so that was the first time I had experienced something like that at, you know, 18, 19 years old. You can't really put you, you can't conceptualize what that is. Mental health wasn't something that was talked about in my family. Interestingly enough, we had a lot of family conversations. I come from a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, we would sit around at gatherings and talk all day, all night. But mental health wasn't something that was really at the forefront of any conversation. So it was difficult for me to identify what I was going through. But what this season in my life caused me to do was to reach out to my college counselor, um, academic counselor at the time. Her name was Mary Weaver Cleves. And I said to her, I said, you know, first of all, basketball, I'm I'm having a tough time. I'm considering leaving the school and transferring um, and having a different experience. Secondly, I don't think basketball is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Going through this has shown me I need to be open to other things. And so we had a conversation. She said, well, you know, I know that you're in the business school now, but what about journalism? You know, you're an exceptional writer. Here are your ACT scores, reading and writings through the roof. Maybe you want to pivot. And I said, okay. And so um, my sophomore year, I started getting involved in the journalism program, changed my major. Uh, basketball still wasn't doing for me what I had hoped. And so ultimately I transferred schools and finished playing at Northern Illinois University. And at that time, Again, met with another college counselor, um, Dr. Arthur Dorderline, who was amazing. And basically, he helped usher me into the broadcast journalism space. And from there, I just fell in love with journalism. I fell in love with reporting. I I did, you know, local um, campus news and, you know, reported and wrote and learned how to produce and direct. I just was like, this is what I need to be doing. I love basketball. I'm always going to love it. It'll always be there in some capacity. But I need to move forward in my career, my life on the TV side. And mm. so from there, I went to grad school at Northwestern, I went to the Medill School of Journalism and had some phenomenal uh, mentors and instructors there. And ultimately got started in Chicago right over Powers Productions. And, and interestingly enough, one of the, the mantras that I'm noticing in my life and that I've been pushing more because of just being more self-aware is pivoting. And so I'm pivoting, obviously, as I mentioned, from athlete now to television producer, but also you know, the pivot for me also came in the form of when I left Medill, I wanted to be in front of the camera, but I had fear. And I was told, oh, if you want to be in front of the camera, you're going to have to do news. I was like, I don't want to do that. You're going to have to move. I don't want to do that. I want to stay in Chicago. And so all these different factors I used to talk me out of what I really wanted to do. And so they said, hey, if you produce, you can make some good money up front. You can move up the ranks. You can stay in Chicago. I said, okay, boom. And I'll work my way to the front. Not understanding that that's extremely difficult to do, when you're good at what you do. And so I entered the inter- industry at Towers Productions as a producer, got to work on some amazing projects, find our missing for TV one mobsters um, for the biography channel. And I got really good at producing, but again, that desire to be a personality, a host, the talent, it never went away. And so I'm fighting that, but also being successful in the producing space, move up the ranks again, get, a, get an opportunity to produce for uh, news one now with Roland Martin on TV one. I was there for almost four years before 
leaving there again, producing, finding opportunities to feature produce. And, you know, I had a good experience there overall, but then got again, disenchanted with, for me, being in a position where I'm doing well, but I'm hitting a ceiling at the same time. There's nowhere else to go. So then I decided, okay, I'll move on. Um, And then I went to Sister Circle and a talk show that was shot right here where I'm located in Atlanta. It was on TV One as well. Again, a great opportunity. I got a chance to work with some amazing hosts and and learn a lot of different things, continue to produce, again, producing well, but still wanting the opportunity to also showcase my skills in front of the camera. Um, Didn't happen for me there, but then guess what happened? The pandemic. And Mm. so I think the pandemic forced a lot of us to change courses, to pivot. And at that point, you know, God really opened the door and showed me, hey, you're making every you've made everybody your scapegoat up to this point. You've made your employer your scapegoat. You made your boss your scapegoat. You made people wanting, to, you know, people feeling threatened, quote unquote, by your producing, um, by not only by your versatility, your scapegoat. But I had to get to a place where it's like, OK, pandemic's here. Sister circles canceled. You don't have a job. What do you do? So what I did was I started to go and use my resources. Over that course of nine, 10 years, I had met and networked with some amazing individuals in the industry, whether that be the talent themselves, whether that be managers, PR reps, or what have you. And then from there, I started an IG series called Just a Thought. (laughs) And then that became a podcast. And so I started to call, I called all my friends that I knew in the industry. Hey, can you jump on IGTV with me? Can you jump on, jump on? And all the people that I had met over the years were so gracious enough to just jump on IGTV with me. That caught some waves and caught some eyes became a podcast, also led to me being able to um, host The Gray Area, which is a show that's on Philly's Favor 100.7 every Sunday. Again, just out of me deciding that my journey, I was very much responsible for, and I couldn't put that responsibility on somebody else. And so from there, you know, I was able to also work on some, some independent projects, um, that ultimately were aired on Fox Soul, that ultimately aired on TV One. This is all within a matter of, of a year and a half. This is 2020 mm-hmm. to about mid-2021. So all those years of me fighting and tussling and making excuses, all it took for me was a, really to dig deep for a year and a half. And God opened so many doors. And you know now I'm in a position where I'm the branded video content producer at Essence. I'm having an amazing time there and still working on my podcast, Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole, still hosting The Gray Area. And most importantly, and probably more than ever, really investing in my my wellness and myself and my self growth. I love that. For folks that are listening, you know that mm-hmm. that might be inspired to, you know, there, there's a lot of people who have you know started things because of the pandemic, but a lot of people yes. are still kind of on the fence or they don't know how to do it or whatever. They might be intimidated, you know, mm-hmm. by um, you know even shows like the one that you have. What are some, you know, strategies that you can offer for folks to get out of their own way or to take full advantage of, you know, their resources or whatever that helped you along the way? Thank you for that question. Number one, I stick by this. Um, Networking is so important. Mm. I have not, and I say this often, no job I've ever had has been through a job application. I've never applied for any job that I've ever had in this industry. And I think I'm going on about 12 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's important to genuinely desire connection with people, not to get something from them, but to connect with them, to be able to learn from them, to be able to engage with them in a healthy way, and also to be able to serve. And when you do that, you never know who will go to bat for you, who will advocate for you. But what you can know is that somebody will. And so that's my first piece of advice. My second would be treat people well. 
treat them with kindness and not from the intention of, again, getting something from them, but just be kind to people. If we look at the scope and the scale of someone's success or lack thereof, more often than not, we can go back and attribute that to how they've treated other people. So really be conscientious about kindness. It will get you very, very far. My other piece of advice will be never be too afraid or too high on yourself or your abilities or your experience to represent yourself. So Mm. oftentimes we'll assume, and I say that on purpose, represent. Oftentimes we assume that people are supposed to know what we do and who we are. They're supposed to know. The reality is there's so much going on. Everybody's so busy. Sometimes people don't know. You can work for a company, and this has happened to me before. I come into a, a company in a space where I have a certain level of versatility, but I can't expect everybody to know that. So I have to be courageous enough, humble enough, brave enough to say, hey, guys, I can do this. I can. I, I know you might not know, but I can do this. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we miss opportunities because instead of raising our hand and say, hey, you got the right person. We just sit there and we fester over what they should know. Never assume people know because a lot of times they don't. Again, fear is a part of the process. It's something that doesn't feel good, but faith through it and move through it anyway. And I can assure you, it's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. There are many times that I did things and I had there, I was fearful. But for me, the regret of not doing it, the potential of that outweighed the fear itself. Okay. So those would be my, my, my keys for people. Wonderful. I love that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. We are here today with media personality and super producer, Ms. Sheree Nicole, discussing her multifaceted work in the media space, current events, and some of her latest major projects. All right, speaking of major projects, you launched your podcast, as we mentioned, Just a Thought, with Sheree Nicole. Mm-hmm in 2020. So let's tell folks what it was like bringing this to fruition. You know, it's interesting. I podcasting kind of, you know, it's always, it's been here for a while, but, but as you know, it's taken on its own uh, wave Mm -hmm. via the pandemic. Sure. Um, And so by the time I I decided, okay, I want to podcast. A lot of people had already started moving in that space. We're talking you know, the latter part of 2020. And interestingly enough, I was, you know, that was always an aim for me, but I was doing well on IG TV, you know, continuing to just do interviews and save them and, you know, put them on my website and things like that. But this is, this is how God works. So I was doing these, these, my show on Instagram midway through the summer. Uh, one of my, one of my frat brothers, who's the the CEO of Philly's favor, 100.7 FM. He connected with a friend of mine at the time who knew him. We knew him mutually. And he said, Sheree needs her own show. Mm. I love what she's doing. She needs her own show. And so he knew of me because we had booked him for News One Now, the show that I produced four years ago. I wasn't even familiar with him, but he remembered. So he told her, she said, you need to reach out to Jonathan Mason. Um, You know, he's interested in you doing a show. And I said, oh, wow. Again, he just happened to see the content. So again, you never know who's watching. That's why you just do the work. You never know who's watching. And he said, all right, Cherie, we had conversation. And he was like, okay, I, I want to give you an hour, an hour show every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. I said, oh my God, that's great. That's great. So then I start doing that show. Mm-hmm. When I do that show, again, I meet the production, the production, um, or I would say, excuse me, I meet the programming director there, okay. Ken Johnson. And so Ken was nice. He, Ken keeps a low profile, cool guy. I'm just turning my show in every day, not thinking anything of it. He calls me one day and he says, this was probably about a month and a half, two months into doing the, the radio show. And he says, hey, Sheree, um, are you interested in doing a podcast at all? And I was like, you know, I said, yeah, I said, but, you know, the show that I'm doing for you guys is faith based. And, you know, my my sh- 
content on IGTV isn't, isn't necessarily in line with that. He said, oh, no, no, no. He said, that's what we want. He said, I have my own podcast network. My wife has been watching your <laughs> Instagram lives. <laughs> I said, your wife? He said, yeah, she thinks it's great. We, we love it. We, I want to support you and help you launch Just a Thought as a podcast. And so that's how it became a podcast. Just mm. God connecting the dots. And even, above, even even at the top of this year, which I didn't even mention, shout out to to uh, Willie Moore Jr., my bro Willie Moore Jr., and uh, DJ Dwight Stone and Jalen over at the Willie Moore Jr. Show. We talked about networking earlier. I had been doing radio for the Willie Moore Jr. Show as a co-host that whole top of the year. I got the job with the Willie Moore Jr. Show after the podcast started. So now I have a podcast. I have the gray area and I have a, and I have the Willie Moore Jr. Show five days a week in addition to my other projects. So again, the Willie Moore Jr. Show came from networking. I met Willie Moore Jr. And I met Gordon a few years before then and just kept in touch. So that's what I mean. Like just, just keep in touch with people, network, be kind and wait your turn. Sometimes we, people just have difficulty waiting. Sometimes it's just not your turn yet. Right. It's not that it's not going to come. Sometimes it's just your turn. It's just not your turn. So, um, you know, it's just crazy. Everything kind of happened at the same time. But the podcast for me, I, I don't know if I would have been able to, because I'm not going to lie to you, Ramses. I'm not the most techno. Like, I know technology, but with, within my field. Okay. So I get overwhelmed by, oh, I got to upload this to this site. I have to apply for this. And I don't like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So who knows how long it would have taken me to start Just a Thought as a podcast on my own. But being able to be a part of you know, the podcast network that I am now, me and Olaya Media, and I turn in my projects and they make sure they get up all nice for me and nice and pretty. And, you know, I that's the type of support that I really needed and I value. So guys, anybody listening, just if you have any level of desire to push out content, please do it. You do not know who's watching you. I had no idea Ken's wife was watching my Instagram. No clue. No idea Jonathan Mason was keeping up with me. No clue. But I know that I was functioning in my purpose. And when you do that, the right eyes will find you. You know, um, around here, the Black Information Network, we really do believe that um, elevating Black voices is, uh, it's, it's obviously central to yes. the uh, mission of this um, enterprise. Mm -hmm. And podcasting allows um, not just podcasting content creation allows yes. uh, certainly uh, black people uh, within like social media spaces, um, a tremendous platform, especially if you're very talented or very insightful or, you know, activism, mm -hmm. you know, all sorts these, all these new apertures into black culture, um, they all deserve uh, to be heard and shared. And yeah. so um it's it's just a matter of telling our truths, and I and I want to lean into that Absolutely. a little bit because you've uh, been noted as sort of priding yourself on, uh, as you mentioned uh, or as you stated, telling the truth beautifully, yes. um, and having the courage to confront the uncomfortable. So, what can you share with our listeners today um, who may be aspiring writers, producers, content creators? or even just casual listeners uh, yeah. about the importance of this concept? I am a journalist. Number mm. That's number one. Okay. So it is my responsibility to disseminate information that is going to educate my all people. But because I have been in the Black media space, because I am a Black woman, my people are our priority to me. And so I, I do not ever 
want to do my people a disservice by watering down the truth of the life and the world around us. How mm -hmm. dare I? Because then I'm not equipping you to be able to go into the world as an informed person and then make informed decisions. And I think sometimes what we do, you know, we're in a space now and there's no shade to anybody, but we have blogging and we have influencers and all these different things that are, you know, kind of clouding our view of what truth is. And guess what? It's not always a comfortable thing. Mm -hmm. It's not always convenient. And so my desire is to not enable certain trends or misinformation just because that's what everybody else is doing. But my, I want to be able to walk away every day from my desk or from the microphone or from the camera and say, I presented the facts of what was going on. And I presented it in a way that was palpable for you because that's the other thing. I'm not somebody that's going to throw something at you and be like, here, take it. And this is what happened. No, I think there is a way that you can deliver uncomfortable truths with grace mm. because ultimately I also want to invite you to think for yourself. I'm not trying to tell people how to think. I want to present information to you in a way that you can digest it and think about it. It may alter your perspective. It may make you, um, may, you may learn something you've never known. But if we don't find ways to gracefully introduce information to people, they're going to deny us the opportunity to do that. And ultimately, we'll walk around and be ill-informed. So I do think it's important to have those uncomfortable conversations, to, to find truth and the truth of, of, of fact of everything again. I'm talking facts here from a journalistic standpoint, but I also think it's very important to have empathy. And I know that's something that they don't talk about a lot in journalism, mm -hmm. but I try to think about who am I talking to? What might they be dealing with? It's important to know your audience in that respect. So you understand how to deliver the information. I'm going to deliver the same thing to a group of college students and to a group of Gen Xers differently. It'll be the same. I can, I can deliver the same story, but I'll deliver it to them differently sure. based on that. So that's what I would say to that. So um, let's, let's make this live a little bit. I'm going to put you on the spot if I may. Yeah, of course. Um, let's give folks a glimpse into <laughs> how masterful. Oh goodness. The pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be easy for you. Um, yeah. Shereen Nicole, what are your thoughts on what's going on with the Supreme Court uh, with Roe versus Wade? I don't believe that you can legislate morality. I just don't believe that you can do that. And I don't also agree with any man telling a woman what to do with her body. I think the sad part about it is we're now in a situation where there are women who will not have the resources that they need to make decisions for their own bodies. And I'm not just speaking about abortion. And that's the other thing that we don't understand. Roe versus Wade legislation covers other things that that aren't necessarily abortion related. There are women who desire to have children one day that can't. There are certain fertility options that may not be afforded to them now in certain states or cities because of this. And so I think it's unfortunate, but I also think that we need to understand once again, it is not my opinion. It is not possible to legislate morality. It is not. Well done. Um, so how about this? You mentioned um, having a, a faith-based platform mm -hmm. um, once upon a time. And uh, so I believe you might have some somewhat of a unique perspective on this. 
did you hear the story about the uh, bishop in New York that was robbed of his jewelry? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. with everything that you know, what are your thoughts on mm-hmm. that story? What stands out? First of all, he's talking entirely too much. Hmm. I've seen interviews and now you're showcasing your closet on social media. Um, I think it's a detriment, first of all, to the seriousness that is the faith-based community. It's making the church look like a complete scam. I think there's some underlying reasons why those guys, for a lack of a or a politically politically correct term, came in and and, and did what they did in that church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's unfortunate, but I also think this speaks to a larger issue about who we have in charge. Who's standing in those pulpits? Because there has to be a level of accountability. There has to be a level of of ambition for righteousness. Because in and of ourselves, we are not righteous. But I just didn't see that here. And all the interviews he's doing, in many instances, I, I, I believe he's speaking out of turn. You wonder why people say, that's why I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. You wonder why, and I'm not trying to judge him, but I'm assessing the behavior of what I'm seeing. He clearly needs a public relations person, clearly. But if somebody came in my church and robbed me at gunpoint, <laughs> I'd probably go chill somewhere. I'd probably be somewhere praying. I'd probably be somewhere getting, making sure that I'm getting some level of mental health um, or counseling services for not only myself, my congregation, because that's traumatic. I'm definitely not going to go on a I'm not this or that campaign on social media and interviews. Somebody came to your church and robbed you. That's that's a, a, a major, major, major issue. Yeah. So I am disappointed. Exactly. I am disappointed in his behavior. And I sadly think that there may be some things that he was involved with outside the church that led to this. And what he's showcasing only furthers, you know, my my viewpoint about that. Mm. All right. So now we have an idea of how uh, quick witted you are. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so how about this? Um, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but no, it's fine. Uh, let's let's share with folks um, any upcoming projects uh, that you might be working on that we haven't mentioned yet. And of course, you know, any social media that you want to share so folks can plug in with you um, and get this content. Well, I am um, number one. And, it, and it's interesting because I never really said this before um, this year, mm-hmm. but I am I am my, my main project is myself. I gave a lot to this industry and I know I'm only 36 people. are probably, She's young. What does she mean a lot? As you know, Ramses, this this will this industry, if you have no level of boundaries or no true understanding of your self-worth and your value can rob you of your wellness Mm. on a physical, mental and spiritual level. So for me, I lost sight of some things. And so now that I'm in a good place and, and understanding the value of setting boundaries and understanding the value of being well for myself and others, I'm working on me. That is my biggest project. Outside of that, I'm so excited about all the amazing things we're doing over at Essence. I encourage any and everybody to check out Essence.com. 
Um, also, again, I'm the co-host of the Willie Moore Jr. Show. The Willie Moore Jr. Show is nationally syndicated. So um, check it out and see if it's in, in your particular city. We're doing some great things over there Monday through Friday, just inspiring again, empowering um, our people and trying to impart a level of faith into them that they can continue to move through life in, in, in a way of abundance and, and in a way of overcoming. We don't want to just survive things. We, don't, we want to overcome them. Um, and so I have that also working on my ebook. I will not release the title of that, but hope to have have that done by the top of um, top of next year. Just a thought with Sheree Nicole is available on all digital streaming platforms. You can check out the gray area of the show that I host on Philly's Favor, 100.7 FM, every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you don't live in Philly, you can also um, download the Philly's Favor app or go to philliesfavor.com. But just continuing to host events. Very excited about that. Um, God's doing some amazing things, and I'm just I'm just riding the wave. Don't know when this is going to air, but I am the keynote speaker at the uh, ninth annual Biz Savvy Artist Academy here in Atlanta. It's happening on August the 27th at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern. So you can go to bsaacademy.com, and I will be speaking about uh, purpose in the pivot. So uh, very excited about that. You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, same handle. That's at Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. You can also check me out on Facebook at Sheree Nicole Media. I love it. Well, thank you very much for coming and uh, sharing all of the exciting things that are going on. And of course, the advice. Uh, once again, today's guest is media personality and super producer, Miss Sheree Nicole. It was an absolute honor. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share. And, um, you know, God bless you and all the things that you're doing, because this is certainly necessary. That's very kind. And before I go, I'll leave you with this. Angela Davis has a quote. We have to talk about liberating minds as well as liberating society. Exemplified by our conversation today, it is really the content creators as well as the content receivers that hold the power to create change and heal the world. Through passionate, tireless, wide-ranging creative work, providing our testimonies and sharing our stories, we can truly liberate the mind and society. With this new wave of growth in media and entertainment, in a more promising position than ever before, let us stay unwaveringly committed to being conscious creators as well as thoughtful and open-minded audiences. Let us commit to collaboration, working together to overcome barriers and ensuring that we are all speaking truth to power. It's a new day in media and entertainment, an opportunity to build bridges, to deliver education and equity, and to believe that more goodness is possible. It is an opportunity for us all to inspire and be inspired. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. 
That's BetterHELP.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.